My name is Kim Rothwell, and this is the Return to Embodiment. My next guest is Luz de Olano. Luz is a tourist guide in Buenos Aires. She's also a tango dancer and a tango singer and has studied psychotango with the noted psychologist Monica Perry. On a recent visit to Argentina with my husband, who's a fisherman and was in pursuit of Golden Dorado, I insisted that if we were going to Argentina, I wanted to take tango lessons. We had the good fortune of being guided by Luz to visit the milongas throughout the capital. Milongas are community dance halls for tango where anyone is welcome. There's some guidelines that Luce will talk about, but it's truly a gathering of people who simply love to dance the tango. In this conversation, Luce walks us through the guidelines, the origins of the tango, and emphasizes the beauty and the power of the embrace. Abrazo. Welcome to the Return to Embodiment. Luz, thank you so much for doing this interview. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I love uh, how you talk about tango. Oh, thank you. I can tell that when you're talking about it, it's something from your essence yeah like your heart yes i love tango i think what i'm most interested in life is about movement and healing so i think communication heals dancing heals so whatever that can that brings more harmony to the world that's what i i'm i'm looking forward to learn and to to bring to my life and to others life Hmm. Yes, and the the tango does that. Yes, of course. Yes, the tango is a, is a very healing tool. I found it to myself, and I can see it in others also. Mm-hmm. How how people change, how people start being more happy in their life. So most of the times when I start an interview, the question that I ask is, "How is embodiment to you?" And when I tried to translate embodiment, it was incorporar. And I don't know if that's the right essence for the question. So here's my question. How is embodiment for Luce? Well, for me, being the embodiment is, uh, is feeling myself present. Feeling my, myself in this world. You know, I feel like I have an inner world and there's an outside world. And when I feel the embodiment is when I connect both. Um, so I feel my body, but also I feel my inner world connected to the outside. And the nice thing when I feel the embodiment is that I found so much pleasure and so much peace of being me 
you know, of being. But I don't know me because in that moment also the outside becomes inside. So it's like I, as I feel connected to the outside, I feel peace. It's like everything is okay. That's why I love dancing because when I dance, I feel the embodiment. Or sometimes when I ride my bike or when I sing also. Mm-hmm. I think that the most powerful moments I feel uh, the embodiment. I love that definition. It's so great. Yes, yes, to all of that. Um, is there, would it be different if you were to say that description in Espanol? Si puede. Sí. Creo que, no sé si hay una palabra, I don't know if there's a word in Spanish for that. For embodiment, I feel my translation is Connect, conectar con el cuerpo, connect to the body. Mm-hmm. So when I feel connected, es cuando siento esa presencia, es haber estado también de gracia. I feel like of a good. It's like a state of grace. It, yes, something That's like so that. That's so beautiful. Yes, mm-hmm. like, oh, yes, thank you, I'm alive, you know? Because well, something when I'm in my mind or planning things or in the future or in the past, thinking about what happened, I'm more like analyzing like a computer, you know, like my, in the mind world. It's only in inner world because I, I'm speaking to myself. But I'm not present with the outside. It's only inside. The future, the past is not here. So when I feel that I'm present, cuando siento la presencia, everything is okay. Everything, todo está bien. There's a thank you yeah. to being connected to the body there's yeah. a thank you yes i think when i say thank you i feel peace <laughs> and and it's like oh yes and my like my heart opens it's so beautiful yeah <laughs> that's what i love dancing i cannot stop <laughs> yes yes and then you want to share it with other people yes yes i and want you... to share this with other people Mm-hmm. And as as a dancer, as a professional dancer, you know, I connect with a lot of people who dance. And we are all very worried about the technique, about improving, to being better, to being the best, to compete. You know, mm-hmm. There's a lot of competitions. Mm-hmm. They pay money for that. Mm-hmm. So it's your job. As better you are, better jobs, or, you know, you have more audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, as better you are, also, the more technique you have, more balance, more harmony, also is better for your body and for your mind. But sometimes I think there's a, a borderline, like, this, when, that you, when you cross it and you only think about that, like, only with the technique of the body, of the eating, of being healthy, but not being healthy in the way of feeling good or being harmony, like, on being fit body, you know, like, being slim. Mm-hmm. They have a, a like the outer side, mm-hmm. superficial the way. kind of like yes. self objectifying. Yes, Is so that... it becomes it becomes very very nice, but very cold, with frivolo. So when if you only connect with that, if you 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 lost like the embodiment, like the connection with your inner side. Mm. But what are you feeling about you now having this technique, being the best? And, and also I find that dancing is not only for the best, it's for everyone. Like if you can move, 
you have the ability and you have the possibility of founding this state of grace, this state of connection. And in tango, what is the most amazing is that you do it with someone else. Yes. Yes. You sound like a dance movement therapist. Yeah. That's a compliment. Thank you. (laughs) But I think maybe we as dance movement therapists have a lot to learn also from tango and tango culture and psycho tango, which I'm really excited to interview your teacher um, next. Uh, But I love how you just talked about that because that's something I've observed a lot. This, um, the disembodiment that happens when we objectify ourselves. Very often that happens with eating disorder kinds of things. There's a disembodiment Mm -hmm. and also a hyper awareness of the body. Yeah. Hyper judgment of the body. Yes, Yes. Yeah. And so you did such a beautiful job of describing how there's a place for that sort of cultivation of technique yeah. or even of strength in the body or a particular um, quality to the body. But if we only live in that. Yeah, we forget about the other, the other side. That for me is more important. Mm-hmm. For me, it's more important the feeling what is inside and the rest it make it uh, more beautiful. It's, it's maybe, also it helps, you know, the outside. But as, of course, if you do something very, very beautiful, that caps the attention of more people. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants beauty. Everyone is looking for something nice to mm-hmm. see, to hear, to eat, right? Like, but if you eat something that is really, really Good taste. It's an amazing taste. But after you eat it, you feel bad in your stomach. And then, oh, you have belly ache. And you, the next time you see it, you will think twice before you eat it. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Something similar happens, you know, when, when you are in this world of technique. You know, I, I don't feel comfortable. Like when I go to these places where people are only thinking about technique, and I'm the best, and this is only a competition, and I don't care about your work. My work is better, mm-hmm. you know? And this disconnection, like, I like that, or I like art for connecting with other artists also, or mm-hmm. other people. Yes, and you you work both in the performance and technique side of tango. Yes. And you also yes. I choose really, to go to the malongas that are the dance floors where it doesn't matter who you are any age any size (laughs) you are welcome to come yes and to dance with sometimes i dance with people that are really old and of course their movements are are not uh, the same as a young person you know they have a, a limit a boundary but I found something beautiful and connected with these people, and I I still learning a lot of from them. Like how how much beauty you can make with something very simple, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and also when I dance, of course I have a lot of fun when I dance someone who is in my same level or in higher level because wow, it's it's adrenaline, you know, like wow, roller coaster, pee, 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 pee. But 
of them when you dance with someone that is in a lower level. It's very nice also to see how they adapt their dance to dance with you and uh, how can I connect with them with the different options that I'm used to. So, like in a, in any connect, in every connection, I find uh, experiences to learn about and to how can I say nutrir mm-hmm. um, myself, like uh, something that gives nurture me, yourself, gives me energy to yeah, um, energy develop when you eat something, yeah, nutritious, yeah, nutritious, something like that. yeah. So in in every I feel that I can find nutritive ingredients mm-hmm. uh, in every connection I have. Mm-hmm. If I can make the connection, sometimes the connection, it doesn't happen. That's also a truth. Sometimes you start dancing with someone and you don't understand, you know? And instead of having a nice conversation, you start to fight. Because you feel the other one is pushing on, or you cannot connect. But that happens every, every way, every day less and less and less because also with those these new encounters I had before I found ways you know to to be more flexible yeah so I can adapt to almost everyone yeah so we danced you and I yeah <laughs> yes and I wasn't very good at embraced yes did you notice yes <laughs> yes you were you were afraid or without, or you know, what is good, what is not. Was mm-hmm. what, that's what I, I felt. Right. Like there was some concern about getting it right. Yeah. A lot of doubts. Yeah. Yes. Rather than ease or a sense that I'll just be accepted no matter how good my technique. Yes. Yes. So what I do I, in that case, I, I, I try to have fun. Because, of course, you don't have the vocabulary. You don't, you don't know this language. It's, it's new to you. But anyway, there's a way to communicate and start playing. Like, okay, forget about if it's right or wrong. Let's have fun. Let's yeah, see what I felt that. I felt you know? that when you, you were just kind of playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So that's what I do. I, I, because for me, dancing is having fun. It's not so serious. You know, when you see tango from outside, you see this, everyone is very serious. I think sometimes it's trying to be really um, sensual too, like sexual tension. Okay. A lot of people say that. Yeah. Yes. But in my experience, maybe I don't know if because I started dancing with my grandfather, but I never felt a sexual attraction for my grandfather. For my grandfather, I was filled with love, mm-hmm. you know, like tenderness. Um, so I find I find tender in tango. Of course, I know that if people feel this sexual attraction, or, or uh, is, it, is it so close? We are dancing very, very close to each other that might awake some sensations. I know I, a lot of people have this experience. Um, for me, maybe once or twice it happened to me with someone I really like, but um, I can say the 99% of the times I danced tango, I never felt something about this 
sexual or sensual. Mm-hmm. As I was telling you the other day, I, I'm more liking this mental state of meditation where I'm not judging, not myself, not the other. I just become one with the whole, you know? You're witnessing. You're acting as witness of your own experience and the experience of the other and then together process. Yes, yes. To have fun, of course, you know, for me it's like playing. That's why also I was telling you that I feel disembodiment when I'm making sports. Because also it's like a game, you know? So I do one step, you do the other, and then I have to put my body, you know, to, to adapt to that position and then to the end, and it also it's all the time changing, all the time. I don't have time for judging. I don't have time to analyze. Of course, I think sometimes the other one wants to tell me something, oh, but I think I, usually I don't get it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm too busy dancing to get the message. I'm sorry. <laughs> you want to tell me something? Okay, then call me. <laughs> Text me. Yes, please, because I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yes. Love that. For example, that's another thing that in the Milongas, people don't kiss each other. I did yesterday. Wow. When I finished, I just like gave him a kiss on the cheek. Oh, no, that's yes. Is that okay? Yeah. Well, because okay. I was like, oh, did I just do something no, no. wrong? What I'm telling you uh, is like, you know, when you go dancing salsa, and it can happen in the middle of the dance, they start kissing each other. Oh, right. Like that's, passionate. Yeah. Passionate. Passionate. <laughs> yeah. Or yes. in the tables or in the corner, you will see some people. They just. Mm, what are they doing? Went in into corner? the hallway for a moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, it's very normal to see couples making out like but in in open space. In right. tango, usually the lights are very high, and it's very rare to see someone, even though if they're married, even though if they're boyfriends already. Mm-hmm. In this space, it's like a sacred space. No one kiss each other. It's and you never you. It's something you never see in. Inside the middle. Maybe after when yeah. they, you know, and yeah. they go, and well, maybe they go together. Yes. Yes. Everything is possible. They got the message. Yes. <laughs> they text each other. <laughs> so, yes, there's like, um, there are some guidelines and structures that help to make, you said the space was sacred. Yes. Yes. It's like a ritual. Like, there's a lot of rituals. For example, you have your special shoes. You never take your the tango shoes to the street. It's like you put it for dancing, and then you, before you leave, you take them off and put your street shoes. So there's something sacred in that. You're taking care of your dance shoes. And this ritual about the hygiene, you know, because you're, we're going to dance very close, so you want to smell good. You know, there are some people when they start dancing, you know, when people are depressed, they don't take so much bath or, or they don't care or they don't realize that they are smelling bad. Mm-hmm. So they start coming to the class, dancing class. Sometimes the teacher tells them, look, next time you can, please brush your teeth better or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some things that, okay, oh, so people start realizing how important it is to smell good. Because if you smell bad, no one will, will dance. We want to dance with you. Because it's uncomfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So I think that that's also another thing that makes good <laughs> to the tango environment. You know, sometimes also the men take two or three t-shirts. Well, we, to change. To change. Yes. So that he's not sweaty on you. Exactly. Because ladies, we don't sweat. <laughs> In comparison to, we said, of course. But not as much as the, as the male do. He wears more clothing too. Yes. <laughs> of course. Yes. They are always in long pants and long sleeves. Yes. And sometimes, even though they're inside, they wear a suit. And you're chest to chest. Yes. Where men, you know, tend to sweat, right? Yes. In their chest. So, mm-hmm. so that, that's very normal. They're very common that the males take two or three t shirts more to change. Meanwhile, in the, during the, the middle class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other rules that you were telling me about were um, not teaching mm-hmm. during the milonga mm-hmm. and don't speak while we are dancing. Right. It's Once more- again, the structure of it, there's a song, there's a little break. During the break, you chat. Yes. And then when you begin dancing again, there's no conversation. Yes. And you have four songs. Yes. So and you then have four breaks. Four breaks to have a little. Yes. And then at the end of that, there's a different song and you change partners. Yes. There's a different song of a different style that it can be rock and roll, it can be pop music, whatever that is not tango. So everyone say, okay, it finished. This says this, we call it tandas. So this session finish, and it's time to change partners also. So in in that big break, you can continue speaking if you feel something else, or you just go to sit and rest. Looking Being aware around. for looking who is your next partner. Right, because you, the way that you're asked to dance is just with a, a gentle head motion. Yes, you have to nod your head. That we call Cabeceo. So we look at each other, and once we find the looking, if, if you don't want to dance with that person and you find the eyes of someone else looking at you, you just avoid and look at some, somewhere else. That means that you don't want to dance. But if you want to dance with that person and you see someone is looking at you, you continue looking and just to. Make sure the person is looking at you and wants to dance. We do with our heads like a yes. And the other one will answer with a nod. So even though we are in different parts of the, of the room, we both stand up and find each other in the middle of the dance floor. How do you enter the dance floor? Do you just go carefully because there's other people? Yes, you have to take care. Um, if, there, if you get... Usually when the, is the tanda ends... And this this break that's changed the song. In that moment, everyone will leave the dance floor, so mm-hmm. the dance floor will be empty. So if you find up and then your next partner before the dance floor is full again, it's quite easy because you just get in, yes, see each right, other. Right. Usually, the male is the one who gets closer to the ladies' table, but it can be the middle. That is not so relevant. Uh, but if the, if the dance floor is already full or there's a lot of people. We have to take care. You never. It's, it's also forbidden to cross 
You cannot cross in the middle just to make a, your path shorter. Mm-hmm. When you want to dance with someone that is pretty far away from you, and you see each other, you make the nod with your heads and say, okay, let's dance. If there's a lot of people, you just go through the border. And when you meet in the border, you try to get into the space. If there's usually people dance, I always say it's like a mouse. You know, you know the mouse, they're always, they never cross the saloon. Right, they stay they on the always, edges. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like in, instinctive way of moving. When we are dancing also, we dance in the borders. So usually the middle is empty. So if the borders are, are already full, it's better to go to the middle where there's more space. Mm-hmm. So if they're already dancing, you will have to, to wait till the song ends. To someone and the stanza had already started, Yes, you would wait until a break in the music Yes, so that people's eyes were open, for example. Because a lot of times they're... They're dancing and with close eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And also, when the, the song stopped, they will stop moving and they will start chatting. So there's no danger there. You can't. Mm-hmm. But usually, there's space when you want, like when you are driving and you want to get until you find a moment. Yeah. You know, there's a gap and you get in and you merge. You mentioned earlier that it was your grandfather. Who taught you tango? Yes. It's so wonderful. Yes. It was something that you learned in um, family gatherings. and. Well, my grandfather and my grandmother, they used to, in like, there was a birthday party or just a reunion. Like, we always asked them to dance. Like, oh, please dance a tango. And they would just dance for us, for us to watching them. And... One day I was like visiting my grandfather and I said, I was 12 years old and asked him, oh, can you, t- can you teach me? I, I want to learn, you know? I said, yes, of course. So I started taking classes with him. Like I used to visit him once, once a week at least. So every time I, I went to his house, I just, we just put some songs. He was already uh, old. You know, when I was 12, he was at least 80, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will dance for half an hour, maybe, and that's it. You know, because then he gets, to, he was, he... Tired. Yes, he was tired. I, will, I, will, I wish I could, I could continue always, you know. I was like, yes, another, another, one more, one more. It's probably really healthy for him, right? When you're in your 80s to yeah. to dance a half an hour yes. with your granddaughter. Yes, once a week. Mm-hmm. So, well, so I, he, he used to dance the old way tango. That was quite simple than today. Today is much more complicated. It evolves, like everything. It changed a lot the way my grandfather danced and the way we dance today in the Milongas. And so I got it. I think in a couple of months I was already dancing with him. And then I continued doing it till he, I already continued just for fun to do it with him. Like for 10 years, we have this ritual, you know. And, but then he, he got a problem in his knee. So we have to stop. He couldn't dance anymore. The The last time I danced with him was once I was in a show. Two years ago, I think, yes. It was my birthday. 
So he came to the show, and we just uh, danced just a few steps. And it was, oh. He must be so, so proud. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was like a birthday present. He came to see me in this mm -hmm. show, and we danced a little. It's mm -hmm. really sweet. Yes. You've talked about how it's like a hug. And for you, it's a, a hug of tenderness because you learned from your grandfather. And of course, your grandfather's you know, yes. <laughs> giving you an abrazo. See, so much protection inside there. You feel so protected. And also, there's a, a thing about this uh, coincidence about the people who, who created the tango. They, they came alone. Most of them came, were males. This dance was created between men. There were no ladies. Because most of the people who came here came alone without their family. They came with the promise of work, of the promise of making a better life. They came from Italy, from... Sweden, from France, from Spain, from, well, all of Europe. And first they came alone, you know, or they, they came also the young people that they didn't have families yet. It wasn't common that a lady came alone to America in a boat for two months, you know, till you get here. It wasn't risky travel also. Right. They weren't planes and that stuff. So when people came, they didn't speak the same language. They came without their families. So they, they felt pretty lonely, you know? So, and the only way they could get uh, contact with a woman was with prostitutes. So, but they weren't here so many prostitutes as so, as so many. So there were more clients. <laughs> so meanwhile, they were waiting to be attended. They start playing music. They were drinking, playing music. And they created the music, the tango, and they created this way of dancing it. I think they, they were so lonely that they really what they most did was hug. So they were a little drunk, so they start hugging each other. But if you see the hug of the tango, the pelvis, this area, it never touch with each other. It's only the chest. So that's why I feel like I don't feel like the tango is sexual. It can be it can be tender, it can be you know, where you feel connected and you feel um, protected. But it's not sexual, like a bachata, you know, that you have the, your chest and also your pelvis and your knees and your legs are touching. In tango, bodies are like like a triangle, you know, like this. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know? Heads. There's he a way of, of moving. And mm -hmm. where, where, yes, sometimes the feet or the knees. But if Go you around. see, yes. It's in a way that the pelvis, they never touch. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's so interesting. So it started off with men who were really quite lonely and hungry for touch. Yes. Hugging one another. Yes. And having fun creating these dances. Yes. So I feel that this hug is is what represents the tango, you know. Then in the in, in the feet, start with something very simple. And nowadays they discover they can do a lot of more creative stuff. And they continue creating th new things. They continue discovering new movements, you know, because of the mind of the human being, continue evolving also our bodies. So they continue discovering new movements. And, and with the addition of more women. Yeah. <laughs> 
they were at some point um, part of the dance square. Yes. yes. And also there's an evolution between tango and the society, you know, because also then the women start dancing it. At the beginning were the prostitutes, then also the family ladies. And the moment my, my grandparents meet each other, everyone danced tango. And, but at the beginning, it was the male leading and the, and the women were following. And then it evolves till today. And nowadays, it's like a conversation. Nowadays, the, the men ask something to the woman and the lady answers whatever she wants. Of course. It has to be related to the question. <laughs> if not, it will be like... That's something I need to work on, nonsense. relating my answers to the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But if, if, if not, it will be a nonsense uh, you know, conversation. No, it has logic. So mm -hmm. when the man asks something, he expects something to be answered. In tango, it's still this thing about leading and following. Like... Usually it's the male who leads and, and the lady follows, but she can, uh, we, or we can follow, but we can say, no, I don't want. The, he, he might ask him, do you want to come this way, please? No, I want to go that way. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's some, some movement that we can do to make us understand that we would like to do something different. Because this happens usually when the male, they ask or they do, they repeat. Usually if the male is creative, I don't, I just follow. It doesn't my particular case, you know. I follow and I, I don't have time to create so much. But if the male starts doing, repeating sequence and again the same sequence, I notice that he's making this sequence, I will try to break his sequence. You know, just for having fun. <laughs> yeah. You just play with it. Yes. And there's improvisation. Yes, because it's, it's all improvisation. Yes. And sometimes I don't want to change the, the step, but I make a mistake. I don't understand the question, you know. And the males also has to be aware because they have to adapt. If they ask something and the lady answers something nonsense for him or something that he didn't expect, Yes, he has to change his plans in the minute. That's improvisation. So it's quite fun, I think, also for the males, you know, not knowing what the lady is going to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, unknown. the unknown. There's there's play, improvisation. One of the things that you taught me was that the word embrace. Yes. Abrazo. Yes. And uh, that... Abrazo means uh, sin brazos. That means in, in English without arms. That in English has more sense included because uh, when you hug someone, the important thing is not the surrounding of the arms. The important thing is that we get close our chest, our vulnerable, vulnerable part of the body. You know, the back is stronger than all our front part so when you hug someone 
you connect with all your vulnerabilities and you go without arms. You know, you are totally there. So with no arms means no fighting. You are just there for being yourself. You not only yourself, also your more vulnerable part of yourself. Um, because also we have arms. We can fight, right? But when we dance tango, we don't want to fight. We just want to connect with this vulnerability. And so it's it's like heart to heart. And it's heart to heart connection, yes. And and a lot of dances do do a lot of the communicating through the hands. And maybe initially that might be how we learn. Mm-hmm. But over time, the shifting of the chest is there's a lot of subtlety to the communication. Yes. I always like to put this image about, you know, this circle we do for hula hula. How do you call it in English? Hula hoop. Mm-hmm. Hula hoop. Okay. <laughs> you know the hula hoop? Okay. When you, when you want to do that, if you do it too big, the hula hoop will pop. You have to be very subtle, you know, <laughs> to keep on going. Mm-hmm. That actually... Be, when you see someone who do it pretty good, they are not even moving. And you say, how? <laughs> right. You know, and they're controlling. Okay, something similar happens with this connection of the axis when we go to the embrance and we connect our chest. But it's like I connect my chest, but I can feel my back and I can feel the other's back also. Hmm. The triangle once again. Yes. Once again, yes. So the, the heart is is the center of the triangle, pressed against one another, but there's still an axis for both. There's an axis for both. And in a moment, you don't you feel like you are one because this connection is one, the heart connection, right? So if you keep in this heart connection, all the rest start moving. So a very... Small movement from the heart can move your legs. Usually we don't move our arms. We stay in half. Um, so all the consequences of the movement of the heart go to the feet and to our hips, you know, hips, legs. Oh, it's like we are hanging from our chest and, and from there all the movements and all the changing of space. Comes, yeah. So you you start walking with someone else in a hug, in an abrazo, sin brazos, connected only by the heart, and I'm learning how to lead, and it's uh, quite nice, you know, when you feel this connection and you feel that you can move, that the other one is going to understand you from the heart also. So whoa. It's, it's so much power that we have in the hearts, you know, like, I want to go there and she's coming with me or he, you know, the one who's following me. And, and when you do these little movements and the other one understand it, it's like magic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much so for so making welcome. me also think about all, all of this that I have inside. Um, that I work with that every day, but usually I don't stop every day to analyze it in words 
I feel it, but I don't analyze it anymore. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. You're very good at sharing it. Yeah. You're very good at sharing it. It's wonderful. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Luz de Olano for taking me out on the town in Buenos Aires to learn about the tango and experience it and fall in love with it. Thank you also to Luz for introducing me to Monica Petty, who I had the amazing opportunity to also interview, and so I look forward to sharing that interview next. Anyone who would like to follow Luce, you can find her on Instagram at Luce de Ola, L-U-Z-D-E-O-L-A. So check her out. Thank you to Josie Rothwell for the opening credits and Erin Kate Dunnick for the closing credits. Thank you to the Embodied Education Institute of Chicago for sponsoring this podcast. And thank you to our listener for joining me in the return to embodiment.